0: What's up everybody? This is for the record episode number 126. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope you had a wonderful time at Warp Tour in the Bay Area if you went. Um, I've got a piece going up on the site that is um, it's kind of it's it's like my goodbye to Warp Tour, but it's going to be oh, it's going to be kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know when you start writing something or you start reading something and you're just like, oh, fuck, this is going to get too – this is going to be too much. Um, at least that's how I'm looking at it just because there's so much to process when looking at something that has been in your life for 10 years and has been a staple of every summer, every – every um, uh, for a lot of the things that started you out in your career um, – and just seeing it going away and having to kind of you get one chance to say goodbye to it. Um, but I'm very grateful for Warp Tour. I'm very grateful for everything that's happened. Kevin Lyman, you put on an amazing fucking show. Um, that was one hell of a way to go out for the San Francisco Bay area. And um, yeah, there's really not much else other than what I'm going to put up on the site at shamelesspromo.net. Just um, thank you for a really wonderful run and for, Everything that you've done for all the bands, for the fans that come out to these shows, for myself, both directly and indirectly. um, And we're looking forward to seeing what you do next. Uh, Today's episode is going to be... I'll get into our guest a little bit more in just a moment, but um, our guest is Chris Woods. He is the vocalist for a really incredible uh, hard rock band. Um, called Like a Storm. They are from Australia and they just put out a brand new album, their third record, called Catacombs. And so we talk a little bit about um, about the record and uh, the making of it and all that good stuff. Um, this was supposed to go up last week, but obviously because of Warp Tour, there was a, there were some delays with coverage. Um, I was out all day from like I got up at like seven o'clock and. I went from pretty much from eight o'clock until eleven o'clock at night. I know the show ended at nine forty-five, but it still took an hour to get out of that out of that goddamn parking lot. Um, but we'll get into we'll get into uh, Chris in a second. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best items you can find in nerd culture, with everything from collectibles, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear. It's kind of like getting a gift from a friend every single month, only that friend is you. This month theme is team up if you place your order by July 19th you'll be eligible for this month's box where you'll receive items surrounding movies like Ant-Man and the Wasp which is coming out pretty soon uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um the one I'm really stoked for is Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and so many more other um other I guess superhero teams and team up kind of movies Uh, To save 10% on your new subscription, you can do this by visiting trylootcrate.com slash shamelesspromo. Once again, trylootcrate.com slash shamelesspromo, and you'll enter the code bridge10, all lowercase. Once again, BRIDGE, and then the number 10. Today's episode was also brought to you by Vinyl Me Please, or what we like to call the Best Damn Record of the Month Club. So basically every month you'll get one album that is essential to the Modern Vinyl Collection. It's sent out to thousands of members worldwide via uh, Vinyl Me Please's uh, curation team, each record is pressed exclusively for the service and you'll get things here you can't get anywhere else if you were to go buy it in a record store, if you were to go buy it at fucking Urban Outfitters, wherever you get albums, um, such as bonus tracks, inserts, colored variants, and each album also comes packed with a 12 inch by 12 inch album inspired art print and a custom cocktail pairing recipe, so it's a really good, it's it's a really good value for what you get every month. To sign up, you can visit joinvmp.com slash shamelesspromo. Once again, joinvmp.com slash shamelesspromo. Every sign up that you do by going to that link helps out the show and helps us continue to grow. Thank you both to Loot Crate and to Vital Me Please for being a sponsor of For the Record today. Anyway, our guest is uh, Chris, as I was saying, Chris Woods, uh, the lead vocalist for um, an up-and-coming hard rock band called Like a Storm and um I I just totally remembered this. He is not only a vocalist, he is a he also plays didgeridoo, um, on this record. And it sounds super weird when I say it, but in the songs it it, it works and it sounds it sounds pretty badass. Um, so let's talk to Chris for a little bit. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. We're um yeah, uh good to, talk to you. Where are
2: you calling out of today? I'm talking to you from uh sunny Las Vegas.
1: Oh no. Vegas,
2: nice. Nevada. Yeah, ma'am.
1: Well cool. oh, yeah, I saw when I was um putting together my notes for this, I thought you guys are doing like a listening party.
2: Yeah, we we, we just um, we actually just had it. It was on the weekend, so we made a lot of the record in Vegas and so kind of as a competition. You know, for people who pre ordered the album we we uh one of them won a competition and won a trip out to Las Vegas and so that was on Saturday night and we kinda um, hung out and rode around the strip in a limo, kinda drinking beer and champagne and listening to the new album. So nice. that was that awesome. Like a lot yeah. of fun.
3: Okay.
2: It was a lot of fun man.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I mean, first off, congratulations on the record release, which will be coming out this Friday for anyone who's going to be reading this and checking this out. Um, I guess the first question that I had was, as songwriters and just as a band in general, how would you say that you guys would have maybe grown as musicians and songwriters between the release of Catacombs and the release of Awaken the Fire back in 2015? If there's anything that you can point
2: Wow, I mean, I, I think as musicians, we've we've grown a lot just from constant touring. You know, um, touring alongside a lot of like incredible bands: Alter Bridge, Gojira, you know, Slash, Three Days Grace. A ton of like now we're starting with Godsmack. So it's just a ton of bands that it, that we've got to watch every night and we've got to play with every night. Uh, that gave us you know, a freedom to push ourselves musically on this record. And I think as songwriters, it's just been sort of uh, having confidence in that freedom, you know, uh, having the confidence to sort of take more risks and dig a little deeper with the writing, you know. Um, that That really happened because the last album was the first one we produced ourselves, and so we really didn't expect it to You know, seeing any success, or we weren't concerned with, you know, how whether it charted on radio or anything like that. So, to have had four songs on that last album that charted and have had such a good reaction from fans to an album that we not only wrote but produced ourselves, that gave us a lot of confidence to just continue, you know, pushing ourselves. Definitely.
1: When you were in the studio for Catacombs, would mm-hmm. uh, in how you guys were talking about how you had self-produced the previous record, you brought in. I know that the record was produced by you and your brother and uh, Elvis Basket, I believe is his name, who worked with Alter Bridge and Slash. Um, I guess what was that dynamic like when you brought another person in? You'd been you'd been so used to working as just you guys, and then you have someone else coming in to kind of bring those songs out?
2: Well, well, it, it was interesting because we started this record working with um, trying out a, a couple of different dudes. And and Alvis and is an incredible producer and, and we absolutely love, you know, everything that he's done. Um, you know, due to, I think, our schedule and our timeline of making the record and, and then ultimately, you know, whilst we were doing it, we kind of realized that this was something that we needed to do our to produce ourselves you know yeah. it wasn't how we intended to start the process but we had such a clear vision with this album you know uh we knew that you know three of us having produced the last record we knew that if, it, if we were really going to push ourselves deeper separate ourselves deeper from sort of everything that else was going on and music out there that that, you know, we were going to produce it ourselves. So, yeah, that kind of ended up, you know, that kind of developed through the process. And, um, you know, it meant um, a lot of long, 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 long days and, you know, basically, you know, a couple of hours sleep a night. But we were really, really happy with the result of the album. And we got a lot of freedom because of that. And we got to really, as I say, push ourselves as, as artists and push the album. What is
1: the term, I was really curious about this, what does the term catacombs represent for the maybe the meaning or the theme of the album overall? Or was it just something that uh, you guys thought sounded like, yeah, this would be a great title for the record, let's go with it.
2: No, no, absolutely not. No, I mean, it was inspired by, you know, the, pet- the catacombs of Paris, which just we saw while we were on tour in Europe. And, um, I mean, for us, it was, such a powerful metaphor you have Paris everyday life this beautiful city going on on the surface below that you know are just millions and millions of skeletons that they didn't have room to to bury in their cemetery so they just kind of buried them down and tried to forget about them and like hundreds of years they're still there I mean that was such a powerful metaphor for us about all those things inside yourself that you don't want to face you know all those things you're ashamed of, you're afraid of. And, uh, you know, you can distract yourself for it. You can keep them buried inside yourself, but they're always with you, you know, and they just build up and eventually they'll control you. So to us, that was a very powerful uh, metaphor and really kind of, kind of symbolized what was going on with us as well, I think, as artists, having toured for, you know, Having caused such a lot in the last couple of years, and then when you stop that, you know all of a sudden you have no distractions. You're forced to look inward, and you're forced to face these things. With
1: that being kind of the central theme of the record, with having those mm-hmm. things going on inside of you, does that play into having a song like "The Devil Inside" be the lead single for a record like this?
2: Uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, not. You know, I don't think that we thought, you know, this is the only song on the record that sums that up. Well, I'm not even sure if it sums it up the best, but that idea is definitely in that song, you know, that idea of, you know, this discomfort with yourself or this idea of of being able to try and kind of distract yourself through your everyday life, but then reaching that point, sort of in the dead of the night, where you are there's nothing else to drown out the voice that you have inside you. And uh, realizing that all these things that you've tried to uh, to forget about that you tried to bury, realize they're actually controlling you. Um, so, so yeah, that's what that song about is about. So from that point of view, it was great to have that be the first single.
1: Definitely. Where did the... the to kind of touch on the song as it is, I know that you guys hmm. released the video for it as well. What did the... I guess what was the the process behind creating the video? What were you guys looking to do and trying to portray with with that particular video?
2: Uh, we knew that we wanted to make like a really artistic video. You know, we knew we wanted something, I guess, creative, something different to capture just the vibe of the song, just the energy, and rather than you know a linear story or or um, you know something obvious we kind of wanted to just create those moods with you know different symbols different lighting different playing with time and that kind of thing really give that sort of surreal uh idea of that battle within yourself and uh brian who directed it um he had this concept and he came to us and we really liked it really fit with what we were wanting to say with the song so um So, yeah, we went out to L.A. I think it was the fastest music video we've ever shot, actually. And it was, you know, it was a lot of fun to shoot. It was really, really easy to shoot. And, uh,
3: yeah,
1: it turned out great.
2: Definitely. Yeah, when I
1: watched it, I got the – it's like it was was like half performance video, half art piece. Like there wasn't – to me, it didn't seem like there was completely like a whole concept and story, but there was still an idea that was there and a piece that really – represented that uh, was something deeper than just like a, a band performance with some cool effects over
2: the film, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's not, you know, with, with that song and that video, it's not for us to spell out you know what the devil inside means to somebody else. Yeah. Um, sort of our own demons that we're battling with. Absolutely. And, uh, for us, it was, uh, the video is just about representing those struggles.
1: The, with that idea of, there was something interesting you said about um, it's we, we don't about how you don't really want to. Um, and I mean, as a band, it makes sense you don't want to spell out exactly what a song means to someone because it could mean a bunch of different things. Is that kind of where the idea to have the um, like the Rorschach ink blot photo on the album artwork comes from? Was that kind of playing off of that?
2: I mean, that was really playing off the idea of. I guess the catacombs is a metaphor, and how everything you have inside yourself affects, you know, how you move forward and affects affects how you see the world, you know, sort of just another way of capt- capturing that idea that you you bring these things with you, you bring all your experiences with you, you bring everything you have inside you with you wherever you go, like whether you would, whether you want to address it or not, you know, you're always carrying that stuff with you, so. That, from, that was kind of what gave, what gave. Uh, I guess, me and I first came up with the concept of wanting to use the Rorschach. I just thought it was such a cool visual metaphor, you know, for that sort of, that idea that beneath the surface, everybody has different things they're battling with, has different things inside of them, and uh, you kind of have to realize them, you have to confront them, otherwise you can't move past them. Absolutely.
1: Um, I'm sure you've been asked a variation of this question many times before, but, um, how do you even begin to work with incorporating a didgeridoo into heavy music? Like, how do you, how do you start that process and that idea to get an instrument with that kind of tone and that, that unique feeling into something like heavy metal and hard rock music?
2: Man, um, to be honest, I think the didgeridoo deserves all the credit, you know, (laughs) it's, <laughs> just such an incredible sounding instrument it's such a unique sounding instrument, and it's such a like a dark such a heavy sounding instrument so you know it was um obviously it's really unconventional, so from that point of view it wasn't just a straightforward idea. I already enjoyed uh i i was fascinated with the since, you know, as long as I can remember because my grandparents lived in Australia and so I'd go and visit them every year. So I I just was fascinated with it. I really wanted to learn how to play it. So I ended up getting one, teaching myself how to play it. And that was something I did outside of Like a Storm. That was just something I did, you know, as an artist. And um, then Love the Way I Hate Me was the first song that we really got to that in the song, we knew we wanted to do something different with it. We had the didgeridoo there, and and we thought, why not try it? You know, why not uh, try something different? And it was really interesting. There was such a defining moment in us because we had no idea what it would sound like, but when we heard it back to us, I mean, those instruments just complement each other so well, you know, even though they were invented like tens of thousands of years apart from each other.
1: Has using an instrument like that with it and incorporating that into your music inspired you guys in writing to look at, like thinking of maybe we start bringing in uh, other kinds of instruments and woodwinds, like not like like having that as an option on future records and songs.
2: Absolutely, I mean we've always like always uh, enjoyed having a wide range of sounds, like textures, different instruments in our music. You know, right from the time. That I, I think we first started each making demos. You know, we haven't been afraid to put anything in there. You know, obviously st- strings and, and programming and piano and, and and things like that. But I mean, we've also used like the jaw harp and wish you hell, and we use slide guitar. And I mean, I think for us, if there's something we feel the song's calling for, or something we could take it in a different direction, like we'll try it, no matter. Uh, how crazy you know the idea seems. I think for us that's part of the, the fun, you know, part of the journey. Oh, definitely. I
1: mean, it makes the it makes the whole process of it not. It makes it interesting and it keeps it. I mean, when you're in a studio for like just as a guest, like at least between eight to ten hours a day when you're recording, it can it can almost get monotonous sometimes. So you want to make it interesting and keep the process fun.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, we were doing to finish this record. I, I think we we're doing twenty, twenty-two hours a day, you know, to to wow. to wrap this this album up. And so, yeah, you know, you know, um, I think that idea of of creating something or or bringing the song or bringing listeners on sort of a, a musical journey, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, when when the song starts, then you don't know exactly where it's going to finish. That's the excitement of writing. So for us, if we can carry that sort of excitement through the recording process and then to the action to the finished album, you know, that's that's what's truly rewarding. Awesome. Um,
1: these uh, these are the last two like wrap up questions to kind mm-hmm. of close this out. But uh, this is a super broad question, but it's one I ask to every musician I interview. <laughs> uh, what does music mean to you?
2: what does music mean to me (laughs) wow man i mean i think it's what
3: what is there other
2: than music you know i can't think of a single thing that uh that isn't complemented by music in my life you know like whatever i'm doing there's a soundtrack to it you know um music i mean obviously incredibly cliche music is the soundtrack to our lives but it is it's to me the the thing that you know allows me not only to express what I have inside, but reflect on key moments, you know, um, reflect on different memories and things that I'm going through. Obviously, it, it has a huge, huge impacts on you know your life and your your state of happiness, your state of mood, you know if you're incredibly angry and you need to get those emotions out, you know, nothing deep, a song, you know, to 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 help you address those things. So I think for me, I mean, I, I couldn't picture life without music. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't yeah. want to. It is, uh, you know, it's everything. That was beautifully said.
1: And um, last question is, Uh, I've been trying to put music at the end of these articles as something to link in to show people if they maybe haven't heard of the band before uh, a song to check out. If you had to pick a song from catacombs to kind of showcase um, the band, what would you, what would you pick and why?
2: Well, I think that's a tough one with this record because um, I guess we wanted to push the idea of what was a, like a storm song and, you know, and, to some de- degree we always have. So I don't think you could necessarily pick one song that you thought, oh, this is exactly what Like a Storm is. Um, I mean, The Devil Inside is one of my favorites because it has you know, the didgeridoo in it. It has that kind of primal groove running through the whole, the, the entire song. And then also, vocally, there's a lot of dynamics in there. There's a lot...
3: You know, going on. It has all
2: three of our voices in there. Uh, And Zach killed it on the drums. He did an amazing job. So I think, uh, I mean, that would be one of my favorites for people to, you know, to start listening to. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, man, thank you
1: so much. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. And this will be going up the stage. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah, thank you you for taking
2: the time to do it, dude. I appreciate some great questions in there.
1: Not a problem. I'm I'm happy I'm happy to help get the word out about the record. It's been it was a great listen and I'm excited for people to hear it this Friday.
2: Awesome, man. Thank you so much.
1: Awesome, man. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.
0: So that was our chat with Chris Woods from Like a Storm. Catacombs is out now via Sony Red Worldwide. Um really great dude. I really hope that I can catch this band live in the future. Uh so you also may have noticed at the very end that I said at the end of... I'm trying to put a song at the end of the articles. This was... This was before I decided that I was just gonna do podcasting for interviews because of the... Because I like the format a lot better and things like that. So, the same idea applies here, but just for the end of the show. So, we're gonna close out with uh, the track that Chris was talking about called uh, The Devil Inside. Um, Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll be back next week. And... Yeah, that's all I've got today. Enjoy the track and go pick up the album. It's at, again, once once again, Catacombs by Like A Storm is available now via Sony Red Worldwide. Take care, guys. See you next week.